Mbwanji from Center City. This is the Rorschach Malawi update from the 10th of November 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Malawi. It is no surprise to many Malawians that the country is one of the poorest in the world. However, a report by the World Bank had many people talking. On Tuesday the 9th, the World Bank released a Malawi poverty assessment report titled Poverty Persistence in Malawi, Climate Shocks, Low Agricultural Productivity, and Slow Structural Transformation. It revealed that about 73 in every 100 Malawians are living in abject poverty and with less than $2 a day. The report said that the recurring climate shocks, the high fertility, and the low growth are key factors contributing to Malawi's developmental stagnancy. It also rated Malawi's poverty rate as the second highest among the poorest countries in sub-Saharan Africa. The country's abject poverty is reflected in issues like the lack of foreign exchange and fuel. Unfortunately, they do not look like they'll be going away anytime soon. On Friday the 4th, the Malawi Energy Regulatory Authority, or MERA, temporarily suspended the processing, insurance, and use of bulk fuel purchase permits. They introduced the permits last month to control the purchase of fuel. According to their statement, there has been, quote, rampant abuse of the permits by both legitimate permit holders and unscrupulous individuals. Mara insists that the fuel scarcity will normalize soon, but many people do not believe them. On Saturday the 5th, the chief executive officer for Mara, Henry Kajaje, said they expect 12 million liters of petrol and 13 million liters of diesel to arrive in Malawi next week. Despite the news, some locals are still buying fuel from the black market, where it's priced at more than 50%. Unfortunately, locals have internet charges to worry about as well. One of the country's internet providers, Airtel, announced that it had increased the prices of some of its products and services on Wednesday the 9th. They said they had increased the cost of their data, voice, and SMS bundles, among others. Some people were especially worried that they had increased the price of their Mofia bundles, too. Airtel introduced Mofia a few months ago as a cheap alternative to internet services. For instance, a customer paid 10,000 kwacha, about $10, for 27.5 gigabytes, but now they will have to pay 12,000 kwacha, about $12, for the same data bundle. Airtel attributed the price hike to the devaluation of the Quacha and the rise in energy costs. They also warned that moving forward, they would discontinue some of their products. As if that isn't bad enough, there was a nationwide blackout on the night of Wednesday the 8th, according to the statement of the Electricity Generation Company, or Ngenco, a collapsed tower in Machinjiri Township in Blantyre caused the blackout. They said that thieves unscrewed the tower's joints and stole some steel bars, causing it to collapse. Unfortunately, the tower carried electricity from one of the country's major power stations, Nkula A. Its vandalism caused all generation units to shut down in response, meaning the country might experience even more blackouts until Ngenko fixes the issue. 
On the bright side, Angenko's counterpart, the Electricity Supply Corporation of Malawi, announced that they had received a 750 million kwacha grant, about $730,000, from Swede Fund International. The grant is meant to finance the environmental and social impact assessment for the Eastern Backbone Transmission Line project. If successful, this project will help the country tap power from Tanzania and solve local transmission challenges as well. On Thursday the 3rd, a local media house revealed that Boaila Hospital in Lilongwe had temporarily closed its labor ward and theater due to a lack of supplies. An anonymous insider said the hospital had resorted to sending pregnant women who were due to deliver to other hospitals. Images of handwritten notices that Boaila Hospital had posted on its walls accompanied the local media house's social media post. However, later that evening, the Ministry of Health released a statement saying Boaila Hospital was fully operational and had all the supplies that it needed. They urged locals to stop forwarding and broadcasting unverified information. The following day, on Friday the 4th, the same media house revealed that the Deputy Minister of Health, Enoch Fale, had visited Boaila Hospital to see the lack of resources. Clinicians at the hospital emphasized that they did not have resources, and another clinician broke down after implying that the Ministry of Health had lied to the nation about the state of the hospital. The news quickly spread on social media, and many people were disappointed that the ministry lied about such a tremendous and life-threatening situation. The Ministry of Agriculture is no better. The Joint Parliamentary Committee has been conducting an inquiry into alleged corruption in the Affordable Inputs Program, or AIP, and maize from the National Food Reserve Agency, or NRFA. For instance, a few days ago, police arrested the owner of Cachale Agricultural Trading, Smolik Cachale, because 13 trucks of maize meant for the NFRA went missing. On Tuesday the 8th, he alleged that the Agricultural Development and Marketing Corporation, Admark, had stolen even more maize. He told the media that, quote, Admark is claiming that they had about 38,000 metric tons in their depots, but I can assure you that it is less than that. The maize has been stolen, unquote. Last Thursday, former Minister of Agriculture Laban Lowe also hinted at theft in the fertilizer industry. He said cartels are so powerful and it's a huge task to boot them out. He said they influence the price of many things, including the price of fertilizer for the AIP. Maybe this is why the Human Rights Defenders Coalition, or HRDC, has threatened to host demonstrations on the 7th of December if President Chakwera fails to address the country's socioeconomic challenges. On Tuesday the 8th, the chairperson for the HRDC, Gift Trapence, held a press briefing in Lilongwe where he said Malawians are suffering under Chakwera's rule. The HRDC wants the fuel crisis, for instance, to be addressed by the 29th of November. If they don't do so, protesters will take to the streets. Some people take threats from the HRDC seriously because it was behind the demonstrations that faulted the 2019 elections and put the current government into power. To read the HDRC's full statement, you can follow the link in our show notes.
Unfortunately, the government has a new political grouping to deal with. On Monday the 7th, a political activist called Wonderful Nkuche announced that he had partnered with some locals to form a group called Popular Citizen Action, which is running a campaign called hashtag CTVOTA2025, meaning, quote, we will not vote in 2025, end quote, to encourage people to boycott the 2025 elections. A part of their statement said that the elections hold no social or economic value because politicians continue to fail Malawians. So instead of the elections, they are proposing a national conference where fundamental social, political, and economic changes will be discussed. On Tuesday the 8th, the Malawi Electoral Commission said popular citizen action's intent is a legal and direct infringement of the country's electoral laws because Section 19 of the Electoral Commission Act says it is illegal to do anything that hinders the holding of successful elections. Nonetheless, many people on social media have said that they are uninterested in voting in the next elections. They had very high hopes for Chakwara's rule, but have experienced constant letdown instead. And to close this edition, a 21-year-old student from the Malawi University of Business and Applied Sciences is trending on social media after developing a pair of gloves that translates sign language into vocals in real time. The student... Madalizo Nduira is calling his gloves hand of speech. Nduira said that when worn, the gloves link to a system that releases vocals from the signs being made by the hands. He believes this will assist individuals who do not understand sign language and those with speech impairments. Many people are applauding him and urging the government to support his work. And that's it for this week about social media. As we know, it's neither social in any real sense, and it's not media, although people may use it that way. Uh, the Twitter takeover has led many to abandon it and look around elsewhere. And everyone knows that Facebook is sort of a terrible but convenient force in the world. So our question is, what do you think about social media? Are you migrating at all? Using Mastodon? What are your experiences? Besides Twitter and all that belongs to Meta, which social media platforms do you use? Where do you think Rorschach should create an account? You can let us know at Malawi at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K dot com. Bitani Bueno. 